You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysRenegouch.com. I'm still alive. I'm holding on. That's about as good as I can say. My apologies for the lack of talking during the week. It's just... It's been tough trying to dig back out of that hole. They put myself in again last weekend. And... You know, this was also Transgender Week of Awareness. I did not make myself very aware. Did not feel it. I am said a little something about Transgender Day of Remembrance yesterday. Um, it's just, it's been one of those weeks where it just, you know... You're you're trying to get through it. You're trying to get by. Second wave has started hitting Nova Scotia. It's very anxiety-driven. It sucks. But in order to use my difficult week as a totally inappropriate segue, five Blue Jays had less reason to feel that anxious um, as the Blue Jays officially filled their 40-man roster up to 40 men. They were at 35. They added five to bump that number up to the max level in preparation for the Rule 5 draft that will still be happening in December. So... This does mean that they have taken a step to protect some players, but obviously some players were left off. We're going to be talking about them, and then the implications for the main roster. We're going to be talking about those in the next episode. So, again, I'm I'm doubling up, so be ready. We'll talk about them in due time. But now let's focus on the players added to the 40-man roster. There are five players added. We're going to go over them in a second. Um, See, that's been one second, so I'll tell you them. Uh, Two catchers, Gabe Moreno and Riley Adams. Infielder, Otto Lopez. Outfielder, Josh Palacios. And pitcher, Ty Tice. We're all added to the 40-man roster, replacing departing free agents, uh, Matt Shoemaker, Anthony Bass, um, Jonathan VR, Taiwan Walker, and I can't remember the last person immediately off the top of my head, but it, it, will, it will come to me eventually. I believe it's Joe Panic. Who is the final replacement? But I'm right. It was Joe Panic. Go me. I did figure it out. 
<laughs> so, still got it. What do they bring to the table for the Blue Jays? Well, for starters, they can't be stolen by other teams. Um, in the case of Gabe Marino and Riley Adams, they were the top two catching prospects after Alejandro Kirk in the system. Uh, Marino actually was rated, and I'm, I'm trying to double check as I go through here. Um, he was rated... Come on, computer. Yeah. He was rated number eight, as my computer finally told me. Um, yeah. 20-year-old batted 280 with 12 home runs at Lansing in 2019. Very highly regarded. I know savvy Blue Jays fans already are aware of him. It's no surprise that he got protected um, in this draft... Or from this draft. Sorry. But yeah. The former um, international amateur signing from Venezuela has shown pretty steady growth. Um, the year at Lansing was his first season of professional ball. He was just playing rookie ball before. But he still was hitting like 413 as an 18 year old. So there's a lot of offensive potential there. Maybe not as thrilling as Alejandro Kirk, but still a lot there. He's still a very valuable trade chip. Um, a similar case can be made for Riley Adams, right? Number 22 on the Blue Jays' uh, prospect list. Adams, another catcher. They took him in the third round in 2017 out of San Diego. Um, he's had a similar progression. He's made it up to AA New Hampshire. Um, got there in 2019. Batted 258. Um, and was there for the majority of the season. So he's a bit further along than Marino. But this is obviously protecting value for the Blue Jays. Because they already had three catchers on the roster. And it's highly unlikely that they will move forward with five catchers on the roster. Which... We will be talking about more in the second podcast. But for now, just know that the next two prospects have been protected. I don't believe they have to protect Philip Clark for another two years. Yeah, because I believe he's a 2019 pick. So, by the time Clark's number comes up, obviously... The catching situation will have been clarified a little bit. Maybe Moreno or Adams will have been moved. But for now, it means the Blue Jays hold on to those chips without the threat of losing them in the draft. It was, it was more about protection for Adams and Moreno. Less so for the other three that were selected. Um, Otto Lopez is a 22-year-old from the Dominican Republic. Another amateur signee joined the Blue Jays uh, for the 2017 season. He made his way to Lansing in 2019. Batted 324 with 50 RBIs in 108 games. So pretty good production. Um, a 2-to-1 K-to-walk ratio. But more importantly, a very versatile 
player. He's played all over the ball field. In When he was in Vancouver, he literally played six positions. Second, third, short, and then all three outfield positions. Um, in Lansing, he did something similar. He played second, short, left field, and right field. They didn't put him in center field, but he brings a lot of versatility. He's similar to Santiago Espinal. They really like him as a continuation, as a backup guy. Like, again, 22, still has only been at Lansing. He's not going to make the jump immediately, but he's on track to be a guy that either can fill Espinal's spot when Espinal um, gets to that Richard Urania point for the Blue Jays, or he can be another trade asset. So, again... Making the protective move, a lot of these teams are looking for Swiss Army Knife types. So, it made sense to get them on the roster. No one else makes sense. Getting yourself some Built Bars. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's new and improved and delicious and awesome and has all these wonderful flavors like cookies and cream and apple almond crisp and... German chocolate and mint brownie, and I'm going to make myself too hungry if I say any more flavors. Especially since they're all coated in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. They melt in your mouth. They're delicious, and they're healthy. If you're trying to watch your weight, if you're trying to, to keep to a diet, these bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high in protein and fiber. If you're doing the keto thing, works great for that. They average between 17 and 19 grams of protein, under 200 calories, under 5 grams of sugar. So right now, if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. So use that promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, get the 20% off at BuiltBar.com and get yourself some tasty protein bars. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I'm going to continue now. Josh Palacios, uh, probably the more familiar name uh, that y'all might remember because he was in the playoff pool for the Blue Jays this year because they needed another outfielder in there just in case something happened with the team. Um, Palacios is one of the two players that has progressed the most um, out of the squad. He spent 2019 at New Hampshire. He was probably ticketed for Buffalo this year, especially with the release of Roman Fields. Really opened, opened up a spot for Palacios. Um, in New Hampshire last season, he batted 266 with seven home runs, 38 RBIs, but more importantly, 15 stolen bases. So he's that next speed option, similar to Jonathan Davis. He's not, he's not like, Anthony Alford fast, but he gives you that option off the bench. So, again, this is this is about moving the chains for the Blue Jays. If Jonathan Davis um, is determined to go elsewhere, they have Palacios instead, who's younger, who is you know more unproven, more more uh, higher ceiling commodity at the major league level than Jonathan Davis. Who we know we know what Jonathan Davis can do. Palacios is still growing, so. They decided to keep the fourth round pick out of Auburn 
and and make sure he's on the roster. He'll probably see some play with the Blue Jays if injuries hit the outfield. Um, if Davis is on the roster, I have to assume he gets first crack. Why am I not saying Derek Fisher? You'll find out next episode. But yeah, Palacio mis- makes a lot of sense there. And then Ty Tice is the only pitcher that was added. And the Blue Jays do have a history of leaving their pitchers exposed, which pitchers usually are more enticing targets in these Rule 5 drafts. Obviously, the Blue Jays lost Jordan Romano and Travis Bergen uh, in the 2019 draft to Texas and San Francisco, respectively. Got them both back. And then Bergen was dealt for Robbie Ray. But they they seem to have faith that, you know, they know how to unlock their pitchers. But Tice is a guy they, they had to have. Tice is going to be one of those um, boomerang guys between AAA and the majors, more than likely. If baseball resets to its more natural roster stylings, expect him to be in Buffalo next season. And then, again, be that guy kind of in between rosters. He was at Buffalo in 2019. He split his time between AAA and AA. Had a 109 ERA at New Hampshire in 2019. That's why he got the shot at Buffalo. And he acquitted himself very well in his first stand at 22. He had a 327 ERA in 26 appearances. He is purely a reliever. Probably why we did not see him with Toronto this season. He is purely a one-inning guy. And if we saw anything out of the Blue Jays, their strategy was to have as many multi-inning guys as possible. Ty Tice does not offer that same amount of length. But depending on how the 2021 season shakes out, as it gets more condensed, Tice will have more value. Especially if they start, you know, churning guys, depending on who's on there. Um, if Thomas Hatch is, is in Buffalo, if Julie Merriweather is in Buffalo, if Patrick Murphy's in Buffalo, these are the guys who are going to be, you know, rotating and giving fresh arms and sitting down there for 15 days. And you won't really care because they can start and do whatever. So, again, it makes a lot of sense to get him on there. Um, as for names left off, probably the most surprising one is Kevin Smith because Smith was a guy who was very highly thought of. I mean, I know I highly thought of him. He was the number 19 prospect, according to MLB.com. Yeah, he has a good chunk of power available. He's displayed that to some extent. He was included in the 60-man pool for the Blue Jays. However, 2019 did no favors for Kevin Smith. Um, He struggled at New Hampshire, 209 batting average, 263 on base. He did have 19 home runs. He did show off that power, but the Blue Jays have a lot of guys that can hit for power, but not for contact. And they're trying to get some more contact guys, especially if you're playing the back of the infield. And then the fall league last year for Kevin Smith was just brutal. Um, He got... 67 plate appearances, had six hits, three walks. Not great. So, obviously the Blue Jays did feel a little more comfortable allowing him to be exposed. 
Also, position players, unless they're, like, really high-level prospects, usually don't get taken again. This is usually a pitcher kind of draft where teams will see what they can get out of arms that maybe have been overlooked by other teams. So, not a lot of risk there. Um, probably the best pitcher that the Blue Jays did expose was Josh Winkowski. Um, he's the other ranked prospect that wasn't included on the Blue Jays' 40-man roster. He's number 26. So, again, not that high. Um, Winkowski split 2019 between Dunedin and Lansing. Had a 311 ERA. Pitched much better at Lansing than he did uh, at Dunedin. I apologize. I said the wrong number. 269 ERA between the two. He had 232 at Lansing. 319 at Dunedin. Um... So he's good, but he's also 21 and hasn't thrown above high A. And unless you're a team that's really not playing for anything, he's not a guy you're going to really try and take a chance on. The Blue Jays had absolutely nothing to play for. It's why they took Elvis Luciano. Um, so... You know, there is a risk that Winkowski might be attractive to a team like Detroit or Pittsburgh that's just going to be struggling to fill its rotation this season. Maybe a Baltimore. I mean, Ben Sherrington's in Pittsburgh now, so he does have intimate knowledge of the Toronto farm system. Winkowski is the most likely Blue Jay to be taken in that Rule 5 draft. Um, like, he's, he's not... Really developed a reputation as a strikeout pitcher, but with a little push, he could probably get there. So, again, if if any Blue Jay was going to be taken, it'd be him. Um, also, Logan Warmoth was exposed, the former first-round pick of the Blue Jays, but, uh, yeah, no one is taking Logan Warmoth. I feel pretty confident saying that. Like, he he just batted 200 at New Hampshire last year with no home runs and 15 RBIs in 65 games. Pretty bad. I I don't think he's, he's a threat to go anywhere. But, you know, when these first-round picks do get exposed, you, you kind of wonder why. There's no wondering why with Logan Warmoth. So... Yeah, those are the guys who've been added to the 40-man roster. So what does that mean for the 40-man roster? We're going to talk about that next time to make sure you don't miss that episode. Make sure you're subscribed at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Blue Jays channel so you do not miss an episode. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at Locked On Jays. The episode links are posted on Twitter. You can follow me on there at a underscore j underscore andrews the underscores are there because twitter is dumb and it's probably why i haven't been there much this week but we'll see i'm trying to feel better so maybe i can come back and be more silly we'll see what happens anyway for everyone at the locked on podcast network and everyone at jasonacouch.com I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.